This is the X Z podcast. I'm here with my Woo-hoo! man, <laughs> Fox. What up? And my man, Dean Ira. Attention shoppers, attention shoppers. There's a cleanup on aisle three. <laughs> my name is Christian Breaker. Good day, everyone. Um, we're back. We're back at Dean's gaff. Um, just to McGuff, my shoebox. Yo, it's great to be here. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, for the last three days, we went through a little bit of an experience that I want to that I want to talk through. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, so uh, to bring everyone on board, uh, we posted about this a little bit on social media. Um, former guest um, known Anne. as Bubble Yoga or Anne. Yeah, Bubble Yoga at Bubble Yoga, bubble.yoga on she, Instagram. She got us up every morning at 7 a.m. for masturbation. For three. I mean meditation. Sorry. Me- that was terrible. Dude, well, I would get up horrible. at 7 a.m. for my own mother's funeral. Okay. <laughs> and so. we were up for Bubble Yoga Guys, for three days, what the fuck, dude? How? Why? Did how? We why? Do this? Why? How? What is? What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah. What is wrong with all of it? I and yeah. I have endless love for answer. But it, was it that hard for you guys to get up at seven? To be honest, with like the motivation for seeing you guys X Y Z, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was weird. It was. I felt. I felt the the letting the side down factor is what got me to be there every time yeah i'm the millennial and i'm the one who hasn't missed an episode ah. he's wagging his finger at us I got, right now i came with covid that one time true yeah very, very yeah true. very yeah. Uh, very responsible i refuse to be that dude because <laughs> harry was like dean's always late he's unresponsible no 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 <laughs> i mean he is always episode. late but he's not res- irresponsible yeah <laughs> so okay um we got up um three times this week at seven oh, well i got Dude, up at, i got up at six thirty. who the fuck gets up at this time in normal life christian is a 5 a.m dude you're a morning he's person a, he's a yeah. farm boy he, he, what? he his yeah like I, what I, happens at I this time like that you would get up it's actually very nice. No, um, it's not. <laughs> I tried it. Not a lot of fuckheads are hanging around. It's a good if you like if you got a job where you have to manage people. It's actually a great idea to get up before anyone else does because then you can actually think Do about shit. your day and have I'm a good. plan. I'll, I'll skip things. I'll trust you guys in this. Um, <laughs> but if you're creative like you, you want to get up about eleven and miss all the stupid meetings. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah meetings. Actually, no good meeting happens before nine. No good meetings happen in general. Let's put it that way. That's also fair. There's one thing remote work has taught me. That's a, that's very, very fair, Dean. Yeah, I've wasted a lot of my years mm. in dumb fucking meetings. Yeah. Actually, I read this beautiful article about saying that the middle middle managers are losing their minds right now. Because they're Be- worthless. Yeah, because... Yeah, because most of their job was just strutting around the office, going from meeting to meeting, like pretending to drink yeah. coffee with him and going, "Hey, hey how work. you doing?" As they walk past, like a douchebag. Jesus Christ! And and we've discovered that life continues without those meetings. Like the, yeah. <laughs> that's life continues with a, without a lot of things. <laughs> exactly. The past year. Exactly. Yeah. The world did not end. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> back to bubble yeah, yoga though yeah um all right so we got up um to meet over zoom uh at seven to do meditation um. uh, now um okay so I, I, I want to set the scene so it was us and there was two other people that were part of this uh this class amazing people and um we were it was it was a twenty minute meditation, guided meditation by Anne, and then we spoke a lot about our experiences with that meditation, and uh, she gave us very valuable information about what med- meditation is supposed to be. Amazing. Now, Dean, um, I wanted to ask you how how did it change your perspective about meditation, if anything? Um, okay, so I guess first of all, before doing meditation ever, before bubble yoga with Anne. Um, I was super like, fuck meditation, these fucking yogis, go get Starbucks and leave me the fuck alone, right? And then like kind of during a depression period, at some point I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna try it. My dad was also like started and he was like, you gotta try it, it's amazing. And, you know, whatever. And I've seen like videos of those yogis 
on the Indian riverbanks with their eyes rolling, like looking like they're having an orgasm. And I was like, fuck off. Like, this is all bullshit, right? Anyway, I did this one time. I was listening to Alan Watts, I think. Yeah, Alan Watts, philosopher, doing a guided meditation on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And the most amazing fucking thing happened. I hit a nirvana state. Um, there was absolute peace on earth for me for the first time in years, right? I, don't, I can't describe it. It was like an entire body orgasm of the mind. You know, I sank into the bottom of a river pretty much and my entire body was like, you know, just feel great and the, the turmoil inside me was gone and I was peaceful and I detached from myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I get it now. This is what yoga is all that about. It happened in one session? It happened at once, yeah. Wow. It, it was like, I don't know why, maybe it was just, you know, a good situation. So from that point on, I was like, meditation is great. I got to try it more. Legit, I got headspace, yeah. you know. Um, so then learning a lot from Anne, hearing about this technique specifically, because I kind of just thought, like most people do, oh, it's about suppressing the mind, the thoughts, mm, and like, yeah dealing with all your shits and trying to get to that nirvana thing and as an addict i was like just chasing that fucking vibe constantly when it's not about that and it was interesting where the more i try to grab onto that feeling the further it goes away Mm -hmm. because i'm like trying to find the peace i'm like please just let me feel good again you know (laughs) um so yeah learning this technique with with Anne this morning and just feeling those like in and outs of the mind and like learning to get to a good almost nirvana state like this morning i almost hit that like peaceful level Mm -hmm. and i swear to god guys if you can manage this or experience this ever you'll realize that we're all an an entity beyond our own identity our own physical bodies etc and when i say stuff like that i can't believe i'm saying it because when i hear people say this i'm like please leave me the fuck alone go do lsd out of somewhere else you know (laughs) Um, so yeah, if, uh, if you can get there and using the techniques Anne has, I, I know I like it's a, I can do this regularly and the effects of it afterwards are life changing. Yeah. Um, you, you had a very interesting point when, when we were discussing, um, <coughs> our experience with it in terms of like committing to trying it again. Um, you, you said, um, I he- I hear homework and I'm already a post. Yeah. But at the end of the three days, you were like, no, fuck yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's just my rebellious nature. Where I'm like, fuck authority, nothing is real. You know, <laughs> fuck your homework. It's that. But like, um, I think the aspect of self-love for me is the hardest part. And I know sure. this is good for me. So Anne was using the 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 metaphor of like brushing your teeth in the morning you you just do it it's part of your day and i was like i don't fucking brush my teeth anymore (laughs) 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 like that self-love aspect um but yeah definitely if i can just include it in my day and have a moment of peace before life happens i think uh it's almost like the philosophy of bill murray have you guys ever heard bill murray philosophy I didn't know you had a philosophy. So Bill Murray subscribes to the idea that living in the moment is the only form of reality, right? The moment belongs to you. It's a waste of time thinking of future and past. And I mean, Bill Murray's legendary and there's all these stories about Bill Murray being a legend. Uh, Okay, quick story. Bill Murray walking in Brooklyn, New York. There's a guy outside a taco shop. Uh, He grabs a fry from this guy, looks at him and says, no one will ever believe you and walks away. (laughs) Bill Murray lives. <laughs> and yeah, so like he, he subscribes to this living in the moment thing. And the more you can do that, I think, the more uh, at peace you'll be. Yeah, so please, uh, welcome to my meditation session. I am Yogi Dean. <laughs> Deepak Dean. <laughs> Deepak Dean. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, deep throat, Harry. <laughs> did, did, it, did it change anything for you, Harry? Because uh, you had quite some experiences with meditation been, before. Yeah, you've had a bit of turmoil recently. So does it help? Well, I guess, mm, okay, so first about about the course, I thought it, she put really well, um, uh, and put really well, like, some of the conflicts that people tend to have when it comes to meditation. For example, there's there's this idea that you should have no mind, that your thoughts should stop, and that's not what meditation is about. And uh, And then some of these things of, like, Oh, if can I just ask you, why do you think that is? Because I, I had a similar, for a very long time, I had a similar thought. 
um, it's about emptying the mind. What, where do you think this comes from? I think uh, I think it probably comes from some idiot in Los Angeles. <clears throat> Because I mean, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not kidding here. Like half the world thinks Madonna invented yoga. Yeah, doing like naked yoga. Uh, yeah, empty your mind and empty your balls. And Ooh. and <clears throat> I mean, I think the issue is uh, is is that a lot of the science of these things began in places like India um, and elsewhere. And once they came over to the U.S., someone did. Yeah, I did a seven-week, a seven-day course in how to do this thing that people study for lifetimes, uh, and now I'm an expert, and I'm going to teach people. And so you end up with, like, the goal, guys, is to have no mind. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe, yeah, if you've done this for like years and years and years, your thoughts will stop. But but that's not the point of meditation. So yeah. maybe uh, some though have that goal because different forms. Yeah. I'm not sure though. I, well, what I've understood is is that not for uh, our technique. The pursuit of spirituality is ultimately to dissolve yourself into nothingness. The ego, like you, everything, everything yeah. that you are, just is gone. Humbles you, and and if you if you if you look at what India talks about, it's like, and if you don't achieve that in your lifetime then you're coming back to live another life. Oh, like the the guys who die in that pose. Have you seen that? No. There's a, I think they're Indian or they're Buddhist, South Asian, <coughs> Asia, whatever. Uh, they, they <laughs> Asia, whatever. Yeah, the they say they the most enlightened state you can be in is when you die in yoga, in meditation. So I've, they're, yeah, they're sitting up and dead. Oh, wow. I've heard a bit about that, that you can reach such an energy level that you can't remain connected to your body so you can actually volu voluntarily die through some of these types of processes you dissolve like a tea yeah and if you're swiss there's the exit strategy <laughs> uh, highly recommended <laughs> the dignified exit strategy <laughs> yeah but okay so uh, so i thought that was really great about what, what she did uh, what and did on the courses she she just explained a lot of the traps that people tend to mm. fall in and say hey look it's just just and she yeah like the metaphor of of hey look at it like cleaning your teeth don't don't make it don't make an issue out of it just do it um The thing that was also new for me, the the mantra we used and the approach to do it was, uh, I like that it had very little setup. It was very easy to get into. And what what I do is something a bit different, which which has more structure. Do uh, you still meditate a lot? Like before we did the course, did you meditate heaps? No. So here's the here's the problem. I've I've definitely fallen into the trap of n I haven't made it like cleaning the teeth. It's like you know, it's, it's like a chore. Oh, yeah, it was more like oh, I should do that tomorrow morning, and then I get up slightly too late, and there isn't time. Sure. And uh, so the thing I do. Uh, Yeah, fuck it. I, I've been very cautious about talking about this because I don't want to sell this stuff to anybody. But there's a dude on... Uh, I'm going to call him a dude. Just <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of bullshit <laughs> out there. Okay, but there's a dude on, on YouTube called Sadguru. It's spelled S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U. And uh, I did his... I've seen the man. I've, he, he, we briefly exchanged words almost. And he touches kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Dean! Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Dean, you're an ass, man. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Okay. Should, should I do full story here? That's going to take a little while. Oh sure. God. All right. <laughs> I'm going to meditate. <laughs> so, so the thing was this. Uh, Going back in time, I I split up from uh, the mother of my kids. Uh, I'm li Bitch. living in a just place. Just kidding. I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> that is not my place. I take that back. Sorry, Harry. Please carry on. It's I just right. love you and care about yeah, you. I, I, I feel that I could delegate that comment to you <laughs> <laughs> without being a bad guy myself. That was bad. Sorry. That's all right. Let's don't edit that out. <laughs> okay. So, and, uh, so I'm living in like the first apartment I've got. 
which is a, a small place, a bit bigger than Dean's, but so I wasn't. Oh, yeah, not hard. hard. Just not hard. I hadn't sunk quite. Just to put you in your place, Dean. Right? <laughs> yeah, my apartment was bigger than yours. I had, you gotta overcompensate sometimes. We I had it. I had two rooms, and oh, good for you, buddy. But the thing was, uh, <laughs> the thing was, I was in a state of crisis, and. You know, it's like fuck. I've fucked up my life. I've left my kids behind. I like the the uh, everything's fallen apart. Sure, whatever. That's not good for you. And then uh, being the how, how old are you at that point? Uh, what am I? Thirty eight, thirty nine, something like that. And it's just like you know, where you've the, fucked up a life and like you know, I don't I, I don't own a car, a house, yeah, you know, all that. Yeah. So you're a loser. Exactly. I'm a loser. I'm confronting <laughs> yeah. that reality. And I'm spending a lot of time on YouTube and Reddit. And Yep, definitely a user. Exactly. Loser and the user. It's well, cuz when you when you're when you're home alone and you know like there's no one there, you're just like I need distraction. Point up. Yeah, I would have you Shout know, out to Pornhub. I'd avoid it this episode. I I would not that that was only for special days that I would let myself <laughs> Oh yeah the Sundays. <laughs> exactly. Wednesdays wank days. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky wank day. <laughs> All right. And then I run into this one video by Sadguru and I'd never heard of him before. It was like a two minute video and the basic message was this is if you are spending time afraid of the future or you're spending time dwelling on the past, you're basically insane. And in fact, the whole world is living off a level of socially accepted insanity. Ooh, I got and, a good quote for you, Harry. And it connects with what you're saying about living in the moment. The Bill yeah. Murray thing is he said, the only reality is here and now. Anything else is just imagined in your mind. Yeah, you would love this whole of Harry. Just real quick, just for you. Uh, friend of mine said this, Celia. Shout out to Celia. Shit this. I, I'm pretty sure it was from her. Mental illness is a, a, a could maybe, okay, start over. Maybe mental illness is a sane reaction to an insane system. Yeah. Bam. Dropping knowledge all over. Here we go. Carry on. Sorry, Harry. So, but anyway, the, so seeing this thing just struck me like it was just like, bam, whoa. That is exactly what I'm doing. I'm here, like, terrified about the future, regretting the past. And 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 then it, this idea was just so profound at that point. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I, need, I watch, like, everything that I can find yeah. from him. The YouTube algorithm has analyzed that Harry's in fucking shit. And I was like, please, Harry, help yourself here. Exactly. <laughs> Suggest the video. <laughs> and so, uh, and then I found a guided meditation. I actually have shared that guided meditation with you before, Dean. Uh, I did, uh, yeah. That, that you can do online. And and you can comp compare that with Anne's. That one has more structure. There's like various steps along the way. And, and so I do this thing and I do it for... The magic number is 40 days, but I do it for like two weeks once consistently. Why 40 days? Uh, because 40 days is a, according to Sadhguru, uh, and we can get into his science and view of the world, but it's basically a cycle. And if you do something for 40 days, it, it anchors or it, it, really? it roots in you to a certain level where okay, it becomes part of you. It's fascinating because the 40 days is something that is not only used in uh, this meditation or uh, in Satguru's um, mind. It is fairly often used in Christianity. Yeah, actually, I was just thinking, isn't um, there something like that in the arc, the story of no, like 40 for, days? 40 appears. 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. 40 days, 40 nights. Um, uh, there are many, many stories in, in the Bible um, are based on that cycle. So, Old Testament always talks about 40, 40 years, 40 days. Um, 40 years is like multiple generations, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, they culturally appropriated Indian gurus. <laughs> they, I wonder where it comes from because there seems to be a consensus across religions that... Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 and don't, don't get me wrong, I know nothing. But this is, this is basically what... Um, we were taught when, when I was in uh, in Bible study and stuff like that. Um, Forty days are um, a, a cycle um, where you have the possibility to change 
your mind that's awesome um um on on, on decisions or whatever cool, it may okay. be so but, but the 40 appears all over christianity all over judaism and it appears also in uh islam so like 40 wives 40 virgins in yeah. in for those yeah. radical islams yeah. well according to i don't know if they're islams so 72 so according oh 72 yeah sorry so according to Indians, India is the birthplace of spirituality and it's still the only place in the world where you can have any religion, any belief, no one's going to kill you for That's it. That's not true. They do have wars over the Hindu they, and Muslims. Well, they have, they have the, but that was caused by the English. But basically, if you go and declare yourself the spaghetti monster dude or whatever, people in India will accept you. You want to open a temple to the giant spaghetti monster? You know, you heard of this Thank guy? Thank God you did that. I was getting like frustrated. <laughs> Harry just like was open to beer and the foam was out and he's like holding the foam in his fingers. I'm going to, should I lick the just tip? Just do it. Just fucking, no, oh, you're disgusting. He's like enlightened guru talk. <laughs> okay. Sucking on a beer Yeah, bottle. I'm clearly not enlightened because I'm sat here drinking beer. Uh, and where were we? Yeah, so but India's birthplace of spirituality and it's got actually 15,000 years and there's a story of like, the first yogi who figured out all this kind of science of yoga yoga is not a religion it's a it's it's more like a science in it's a in, lifestyle yeah and starbucks and and it, it's a it, it's an understanding of the way the human body works of the way the mind works that that you know in a way once you get into a little bit of this and you start to see so for me the breakthrough was i start doing this meditation on a regular basis after about two weeks uh one time i'm doing it and it felt like i had i, I like during it it felt like i moved about half a meter forward and up like what Weird. i felt like was me was no longer in my body and that was the moment where i'm like this has fucking got some shit like this was like this is like a drug level experience and it, and I'm like fucking hell. Yeah. And then from there I then went over to India to do this this course of his that's called the inner engineering course. Yeah, you pretty love. Uh on the um <laughs> I like how you dismissed. No no, I'm I'm going to back it up now with real okay, talk. Okay, okay. Uh yeah, you said drug like level uh feelings, right? So it was interesting cuz Russell Brand being an ex addict swears that Kundalini is the almost the same feeling as heroin when you hit that state right yeah and he says like the biggest difference is that all the other substances and bullshit we do to ourselves is all just an illusion of happiness and peace and suppression but then that feeling when you're doing the yoga is the actual real connection which we're all kind of spiritually chasing because we've been so disconnected from all these things so the the explanation i've heard from Sadhguru is that the the experiences you can have with drugs are equivalent to experiences you can have through meditation and yoga. But the difference is, is you can't stay there. You can stay there for as long as the substance is in your body, but they're, they're triggering things in you that you can get to and stay there. Yeah. If you, if you have the self-discipline to do all the devotion or yeah. humility, whatever you want to say of, of doing yoga regularly and uh that was my beer burp interrupting me nice. as <laughs> i um, speak sorry christian real quick uh do we want to dive into this one the drug experience with these things why not let's just go wherever this is going okay because uh yeah I, cause I know i don't condone the use of drugs but i know that like um so i think it was on the joe rogan podcast shout out to joe rogan we know you're listening uh there was experimentations done. So like class one drugs in the US, MDMA, uh, LSD, the, the psychedelic spiritual association with those drugs banned, right? But the, there are people experimenting with these things in therapy. And they were known to cure uh, PTSD from war and really help suicidal depression, addiction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Super interesting stuff, right? And there was also a case of DMT. And I watched this video recently, which is blowing my mind a little bit, right? And it's got to do with kind of alternate, alternative realms and the, the idea that like when you experience a disconnection from your ego identity, where are you, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. This guy did a bunch of M uh, DMT. Um, and uh, you can do your own research on DMT. I have no idea. But this is what he said, right? So apparently the DMT takes you to another dimension, right? You're not 
in reality anymore and the visuals you're there somewhere else and his story is about him going to a carnival and he meets this lady and he feels like that he's had this real connection to this lady uh through thousands of years and it was a crazy experience but he was like guys would you mind like speaking to whatever creatures elves and shit that he's seeing he says would you mind just showing me in reality that this is all real and it's not just part of my brain right so the story goes and he's a comedian i think you can look for it online he did the midnight gospel yeah he's a he's duncan trussell i think so yeah he's i know the guy i've yeah. seen him on the podcast he's he, you've got to watch his podcast with joe rogan because he's he's crazy as fuck but yeah. also he's there's a there's, he's so sweet as he's well a really genuine dude yeah he anyway did. the story goes right, real go quick um so he introduced a friend he didn't tell him anything about it he just wants to try it the guy does the DMT as well, and he's like talking during his experience. He's like, "Oh, I'm at a carnival, and I've just met this lady. She says hi." Holy shit! Right? So here's a uh, here's a. Do you want a, a little bit of a freak out moment, Dean? Yes, please. I'm done. Sorry. So guys. so you've talked about. So I don't know anything about this, but um, I was talking to the lady once who gets. Uh, what is the sleep thing you get? The the sleep horrors. You wake up and oh, you uh, par- paralysis. Yeah, yeah, sleep paralysis. Sleep yeah, paralysis. Yeah. And people that get sleep paralysis uh, tend to have the same a, a dream about a goblin sat on their chest and the guy with the hat, or or there's some other guy in the room. There's also the horse guy, and I showed you the painting of it by that Swiss guy, <sighs> yeah, and you saw it immediately. I forgot it's. I f- I, it's I've, called the night terror the I'm night not terror sure who is by it's a swiss painter and what's special it's about the, the painting is he he painted tons of stuff this one painting he did was unlike anything else he did yeah and uh <laughs> i went down the rabbit hole with this lady a little bit and it gets into a whole thing of like different realms where there are these aliens trying to control us and that there's some <laughs> connection with dmt as well yeah um, and that thing is a whole like fucking I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Yeah. All I've heard is that DMT is also the it's a drug that you can feel what it's like to die basically. The ego, the death of the ego. Yeah, you get blasted to the center of the universe for a yeah. brief time. Christian. So, but when you when you went to India, Harry, um, you did this you did this course. Uh, how long did this course go? So it was three days in Mumbai uh, with uh, with Mumbai. with the main man Sadhguru. You, it's actually nowadays. Oh, actually him. Yeah, yeah, he was there. He uh, there was one point. The thing he said to me was dance. It was it, actually the the intention was more like dance, motherfucker. <laughs> like he really was, <laughs> just came dance. across that because I there was a bit where they were doing some like yeah now you got to dance around and wave your hands in the air while wearing I, a nappy. And I, and I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and then he looked at me and said, you better dance. <laughs> like, but, I mean, if you watch Sadhguru, he's a very interesting guy, very articulate. He's been at the World Economic Forum. He uh, He's done talks with Mike Tyson. He's been on, like, you watch him on YouTube. <laughs> wait, That's wait. I'm I just, I just going to call you after this. I've seen people that were at the World Economic Forum. I would not necessarily put that as the enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> like well, I think what he's trying to do is spread his ideas uh, now through America because America is like if you if American culture adopts your ideas it spreads to the whole world so if if America says this year we're going to put rips in our jeans everyone rips their jeans yeah it used to be Paris ah oh, so sad but anyway <laughs> anyway so uh, so I do this three-day course with him, and you're being taught this process, which which I still do. Like if I do it, and it's this is what's stupid about it is that if I do it consistently, like like I don't even need to do it that mu- that much. But if I do it every day in the morning, the best is twice a day. Nothing can touch me. I'm just chill with everything, and and I have no anxiety, no depression, no stress. I can handle any situation. It's and 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 people respond to me differently when I'm in this state. But somehow, part of me is is has a self-destructive vibe, which means that I sabotage this for myself. Anyway, you do the thing, and on the third day of this, there is. Uh, 
there is a, a thing that you do which I couldn't quite let go of myself enough for, but there was, but I, I could, it's like, like right now we're sat on Dean's balcony and he's got this parachute thing cloth above our head. And my, like as a metaphor, my head bumped this cloth and I could feel, holy fuck, there's something immense here. A lot of the people in the room were in it. You could hear people screaming, yelling, and it, and it happened like bam. And suddenly everyone's like, like going crazy almost. Mm. And I could feel it. It felt, I, I see the color gray and I heard this rushing noise. But I couldn't let go of something. I don't know why. You were fearful? No, it was just like too caught up in my Western thinking of who I am and my identity and so on. Did you eat Indian food before this? (laughs) That was one problem. (laughs) So like like I, I I later on like a couple of years, two, three years later, I went back to their actual ashram. This is in Mumbai. We're staying at this Airbnb super host, this Indian French lady. And she was stuffing us the whole time. Like I, and I couldn't shit this stuff out fast enough. I didn't get the, the Indian runs this time. That happened the next time, <laughs> but, which, which is a uniquely humbling experience, oh, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. You realize when, you're human. Yeah, when all you can do is lie on your bed, get up, and spray the toilet, and then go back to bed Delicious. for like it's a very, couple, a very couple of days. enlightenment is <laughs> sitting is, on the toilet. It's a very humbling experience. It brings you Cleansing. to... Cleansing. Yeah, but it, it brings you to a new a appreciation of, of, of life. Yeah, anyway, so... Uh, I've seen enough of this thing to know that there are some fantastic experiences to be had. Um, And I think the interesting thing, and maybe this is like a difference between, uh, this is where I can like say this is better than what Anne offered us, but I don't want to put it in that context. Like yoga talks about you can have different, you can be in different states in your life. So the basic lowest level is you're in the state of need. You're hungry, uh, you know, you need shelter. So Horny. You, you solve that. The next level, wait, is the horniness level. It's a pleasure layer where you're about eating, Money. stuffing yourself and fucking. And then it goes up. You get like there's a layer where you're a creative person, where you're in this flow of just being creative the whole time. And if Dean, you know this. I've been there. We've all been there. That you get in, and that's a different. When you're in that state in your life, you live your life differently. You're just like in a dream, almost, and you're kind of oblivious to a lot of you stuff. Self-actualize, basically. That's yeah. where it's heading. Yeah, absorbing. There's, there's another level above that, which is to be a powerhouse. A lot of people that are good leaders and managers are in this, which means that they, you just do and and people when they're around you they they you kind of give them energy almost because you're such a machine and there's a couple more levels then you get to peace and i think what Anne's your uh, meditation is about is about keeping on this level of being at peace with things above that is this level of joy and joy is just like like you know you're having an orgasm all the time almost like you're just you see someone who just seems to be happy yeah it's it's like you're so it's it's a level of being ecstatic this is why indians are so happy all the time not yeah most of them aren't but especially the working class (laughs) (laughs) muslims but 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 the point is is that is uh, the uh, the in this system the highest level or the state to attain is to be in a state of joy and we all we all have it at times like i mean in a way like like our live show like i think i think we for us doing that show for a short moment it's like fuck this was amazing i was horny the whole time <laughs> and then and then also if also the crowd was in that state of joy it may have been yeah. all alcohol induced whatever but people were joyful that's what and yeah it, and then one of the guests really brought the energy changed the energy do we want to go there no no but <laughs> do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a big influence there it was weird yeah so but coming back to um to to you going through this experience so you you've had probably amongst the three of us you had the most profound experience with um 
meditation in general. Um, did the course now change anything for you in that perspective? You you just mentioned the different qualities of what you've experienced um, before and, and these sort of levels. But what what changed in these three days for you? I think I think maybe that it gives me an option here because I'm struggling to do it. Like like I found it very easy to do what what Anne was teaching, and it it's just like like effortless um and uh do you, do you feel it's too easy uh no no i think it, it i mean there is some level of struggle with yourself there initially but but i think to me what there's a quote that says uh i forget who made this quote i can look at it if we go internet but whatever um that says what we when it's not our darkness we're afraid of it's our light and i forget who made that quote but it but it but i, I find that quote's very true and this type of meditation it's a, it's a mix of yoga and meditation that i learned from doing this course is it gives me an option to have a blissful happy life uh but instead I'm choosing comedy and, <laughs> and miserableness. Yeah, and, and despicable. It's like I can't. Yeah, and despicable ladies. And uh, thank God for despicable women. Oh. If you're despicable and you're listening to this, I love you. you thank should, you. You should Christ. go meditate for right? not. No, for not being that. Ah, oh, I'm so nice. But anyway, that's sidetrack. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. What? Because <laughs> I'll do it again. What? Because what, Terry? Because there are. Are we, are we like going on a tangent of Harry's sex life now? Yeah, Christian? Yeah, yeah. No. 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 Up, we're not. We're, we're sticking with the story. Well, yeah. I can I can relate it. I think I think there's there's a there's a level where people are in conflict with their own sexuality. And yeah, but it's not just sexual sexuality. It, it, it people are in conflict turmoil. with most of it. So, so this is what baffled me. This is what baffled me ab about the simplicity of uh, the meditation that we were that we were introduced to. Um, we are maybe it's a Western thing. Most likely, it is a Western thing, and but that's also the only reality that I know. So this is the context of how I gonna I gonna frame this. We always seem to or i'm just talking for myself here i always seem to seek some form of gratification like any anything yeah. that i do you know you go to work Good so you get idea. a salary yeah. or you have a career you go into comedy to get the laughs um you you're always chasing some form of high yeah um, whatever this system. may be and, and, and one of the lowest highs that you can get is probably financial but whoa the, privilege there I guess but yeah I think I got a cookie and I'm like woo <laughs> <laughs> what, what what really baffled me is it kind of takes that gratification away you're not actually seeking gratification but you still get it okay I've got a quote I've got something for you <laughs> it's all about quotes tonight. So it's it's um. We we were talking about how um we we sometimes perceive um meditation a little bit wrong again, like we want to empty our minds and stuff like that. The the one thing that baffled me in these three days is I'm completely detaching my expectations from what I'm actually doing. That's cool. Um, and. That gives me uh, a liberty somehow. It 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 allows me a freedom. Yes, freedom is probably better. It, it it allows me to to go in there and don't put pressure. Yeah. On myself or what is supposed to happen. There's less value for the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And regardless of that fact, I'm taking a lot from it. Like uh, Harry, you described it before. Um, uh, you w when you did meditation a lot, nothing can touch you. Um, for the last three days, I was a lot more um, aware 
um, of what is happening around me, but also I was able to filter the bullshit better. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say nothing can touch me might have been the wrong words that I use. It's more that. Yeah, nobody wants to touch you. It's more that you have a choice to how you respond. So yeah. instead of getting stressed by someone shouts at you, instead you just kind of like, you give them a little smile. That's, the, that's the very much. don't guide you. Yeah, that's very much the point. It's it's just a, uh, you can approach everything with a bit more of a relaxedness, with a subtleness in, in, in your, a suppleness in, in, in your mindset. So here's that was baffling for me. So here's the quote, and this might, this might or might not be especially mind-blowing to you. This was a friend of mine who was, from my 20s, he, he I'm not going to make a story about him, but he, he was at some level at a higher plane of existence than most people. And he said to me once, the curse of the Western man is that we want to believe. And it's, and and actually, this might be the first moment uh, I've come close to understanding it literally right now, happening live on this podcast, is that the idea of believing in something is, a, it's like taking a pill. It's like saying, I just give me a pill to solve my problem. When you say, I believe yeah. in X or I believe in Y, you're, you no longer have to deal with that thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's sorted for you. There is. Yeah. Yeah. On that quote time, Harry, um, this is like me trying to sound smart for the first time ever, but it's, I'm just paraphrasing here. Someone said, uh, I think it was Nietzsche, right? Name drop. He said, God is dead, right? What does it yes, mean? Yes, it that, was Nietzsche. Yeah, right? What does it mean that God is dead? It's not that we, were, we don't believe in anything. It's that we could believe in anything, right? So, yeah, what you're saying is, the but, system or something else could tell you what to believe. But what I'm saying is is that actually the problem is the belief. The moment you use that word, I believe, you're fucked. Uh, but if you subscribe to something other than what's not good for you, that's a good thing. So you're like, uh, if you subscribe to a higher power, a spiritual being that guides your life in the best way possible, that's a good belief, I suppose. The thing is, is that you'll delegate because you haven't Basically, when people say they, I believe in X or whatever it might be, I believe in feminism, I believe in capitalism, I, I believe, believe in equality, Islam, whatever it might be, what you're actually saying is, I'm going to stop thinking about this thing. I don't want to know any more about it. I'm just going to accept that's what it is. It's like and, a religious thing. And the point is, is that we, we all need to not believe and just experience and go with things without this. Which goes <coughs> back yeah. to back to the point that you made before, Dean, about being in the moment. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And and the the mind blowing part is if you look at how most of Asia and India deals with religion or otherwise, they're not doing this whole shit that we're doing in the West. They don't. They for them, it's about a way of life that they live. It's not about saying there's a a dude in the sky that says I need to like these people and hate those people. One thing, that Anne, Hindu, one thing that one thing that said in the uh, in the last three days is, I don't want to sell meditation, or we should not start selling meditation. Yeah. What we are doing right now on the podcast is we are selling meditation, which I find fucking fascinating. But <laughs> I don't think we're selling. I, it. But no, yeah, it's portal. hear me out. Um, so I love the fact that we did this as as a group, uh, that we experienced this. Um, uh, this meditation class together also meditating together was something that I would have never thought that I would be doing in on the XYZ podcast just to be perfectly honest yeah. sitting with you fuckheads and trying to find my inner joy um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I was I, I think um, I would recommend this wholeheartedly to anyone to go and try yeah Go try Albeit it with Anne uh, at Bubble Yoga um, <laughs> on Instagram, selling? have a, have a go. I thought um, we weren't selling this. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we aren't selling it, but we are um, always be selling. Um, it's <laughs> it's a uh, if, if, if I think it is it is a profound thing that we can do. Um, and fuck, why 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 is it so hard sometimes? It, this is probably how I want to close this story. Um, what what struck me at the end of it 
is the commitment. Um, uh, Dean, you were very adamant this morning about like you want to give this a red hot go. Yeah. Now, everything in uh, in my life sometimes feels like I have to do something. That's the wrong right? way. There's, to a, crazy, there's a yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure. You have to go to work. You have to do immediately. This. You have to you prepare don't like for the, the show. Like, you have to do your the, homework. Yeah, exactly. There is there's a homework element that goes with it, and um, uh, structuring a day. And I know a, a lot of a lot of the listeners go through um, a similar kind of vibes because they also have jobs. So you have to you have to rock up. You have to do your things. Um, the way that Anne explained this, n- not just about the brushing brushing the teeth, but it is this kind of um, thing that you do for yourself. How aware are you guys about doing something positive for yourself? Are you uh, are are you aware in your day to day lives that you want to do something for yourself? Or are you more concerned with doing something for someone else? Harry, you have children, uh, you have mouths to feed, um, there is a sor- certain pressure there. Um, Dean, you, you have a job where you have to deliver certain things. Do you take time out in the day where it's like, no, this is me time? And I'm, 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 I'm talking like a middle-aged woman grabbing a bottle of Chardonnay on a Saturday afternoon, you know? I'm very curious about Dean's answer on this. Maybe I'll throw in quick. I do it, I do, but I do it inversely. I don't do it in the sense of I'm going to do something positive for myself. I'm like, I'm going to do this or I know I'll feel like shit. Sure. Like, I went for a swim, for example, before this. And most of today, I didn't feel particularly great. And and I know that if I do some exercise, the endorphins is going to make me feel like okay, and and then it becomes a whole thing. You get your confidence, you get your. So I look at it mostly that way, and the stuff I do for my kids, I do it kind of mindlessly. Like I uh, cleaning. I actually spent half the day cleaning our flat off because just catching up on a week of them trashing it basically. <laughs> so, but I don't. I don't get a thing of oh I'm doing something for them and I and I kind of hate like I wanted I've been struggling to find the right comedy bit about the expression me time because mm-hmm. it's so wanky and <laughs> it, it's just like yeah. there's something about it that just makes me want to like jack off on a dog <laughs> and it makes me want to do something horrible basically what? What like, do you think, Dean? Do you, do you take time out? on a dog? It was the most horrible thing I could think of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty horrible thing to do. Yeah. I'm glad, yeah, this worst thing in the world. never jacked off on a dog, just for the record. Cool. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, I like, let's go a bit meta with this, because, yeah, I struggle with self-love issues. Um, so doing anything for myself, I feel guilty or I don't deserve it, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that the system itself sets us up for consumerism. So we pleasure ourselves with instant gratification, superficial bullshit, chasing those spikes in the dopamine, you know? So, um, yeah, I struggle with doing anything for myself, I guess. Would would the same approach as me work for you is not to be trying to give yourself self-love, but instead to say, I need to do this or I'm going to feel like shit. It's a good angle, but I've, the, I think part of my problem is being a giver. So what gives me actual joy and self love satisfaction is just doing things for other people a little bit mm. in, in my own love language, I guess. Um, yeah. On the next episode of the X, Y, and Z podcast, languages of love. Actually, I was going to suggest next episode, we do a tantric group sex session. Uh, <laughs> we won't. <laughs> Um, is there going to be, be a dog involved? This is yeah. a new thing. <laughs> yeah, there's we, a lot of tantric try sex things happening right and, now in this city. And we happen to know one of our comedian friends who's been inviting us to, <laughs> to join uh, these workshops. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that, that ginger fuck! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Um, uh, no, he's great. Uh, uh, no, no, no. So, whatever. This has been this has been uh, a very. A very deep episode, introspective episode. Yeah, um, we, hear, we have we have those from time to time. All three of us reach a deeper level in the <laughs> last three days. We're really enlightened. X Y Z podcast. Yeah, 
Buy, um, buy some our XYZ essential oils. We have actually in in the little mountain <laughs> village that I live in now. Um, we we harvest some crystals, and uh, you can have the XYZ podcast officially licensed crystal. <laughs> <laughs> buy the uh, crack pipe for the crystals. <laughs> We're also selling a special brand of incel incense. <laughs> They smell like farts. <laughs> Dude, they Incel. smell like what a woman would smell like. Incel incense needs to... <laughs> needs oh, to. We, we have to do these. <laughs> incel incense. At $29.99 on incelincense.com. Fuck you, $29.99. $99.99. Okay. Guaranteed to get you laid. Batteries not included. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, just, we just refill links deodorants. <laughs> it's just all from AliExpress, like a third-party <laughs> shop. Shout out to AliExpress um, for sponsoring this okay. episode. Uh, some plugs. This is coming out on Tuesday. Oh, no plugs. <laughs> okay. uh, there is there is one plug. Um, 8th of July, ladies and gentlemen. 8th of July. For those who speak <laughs> German. <laughs> Attention Germans. Attention Germans. Um, we're going to have a uh, live show. Benjamin Delahaye is going to do his uh, one hour special in German. Ladies and gentlemen, 8th of July at Comedy House. A French man speaking German. It's going to be ridiculously funny. <laughs> Shout out to Benjamin Delahaye. <laughs> we know you're listening. I'm really looking forward to this, actually. Um, he, uh, ben has been preparing this for, for quite some time. Um, respect to him for doing it. Uh, Jesus Christ, for him. I am crazy. For an hour. Jesus yep. Christ. Yep. He's gonna an do hour in German. He's going to do his special. You should try an hour in English first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last time he did. And yeah, anyway. No, oh, oh, wow. No. Shout oh, out to you're bear. a bitch. I'm yeah. just putting you're a little, little bit. If, there. Yeah, he's little not clouds. listening to this, but if he does, you know, he needs that insecurity. He feeds on it. Yeah, mm. he does, actually. It drives him. Shout out to Ben. You're a funny, funny motherfucker. I love you. Otherwise, um, listeners, XYZ Podcast, uh, we haven't received a lot of fan mail lately. This sounds very bad. Please love um, us. Hey, love us. Please reach out um, after this introspective share episode. Yeah, Maybe you, you want to share a meditation story or tell not. Tell us about your whatever esoteric bullshit that you're selling. Tell yeah. us you about the time you wanked on a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you find us on uh, the web, thexycpod.com. Uh, you find us on Instagram. You find us at the XYZ Podcast. I don't even know the email address anymore. Oh, yeah, the yeah, XYZ Pod at gmail.com. Thank you, Harry. Um, Reach out to us on Instagram. And if you can't, if you're unsure, just go to the XYZ Pod.com. And everything is on there. And there's a link to the email address. Yeah, yeah, link every one of you has a fucking web browser. We're very well yeah. content um, managed. If you laugh the once, Podcast. you have to do something. I'm going us. back to meditate now. Bye. Bye. Oh, and thank you very much to Bubble Yoga. Uh, we love you. Shout Thanks for having us. Um, we'll be back.